absolutely huge day full of news. Uh, and we're going to start with whatever the heck is going on in Ohio. Now, there are certainly all sorts of videos that purport to be taken from the scene that show all sorts of things, many of them not really geotagged, and it's difficult to kind of tell when was this video taken, uh, what's going on. Many of you might have seen on Twitter trending that there was a derailment there and some of these wild, wild pictures that uh, are kind of flooding the internet and they just look super scary. And um, this chemical uh, that appears to be very, very danger dangerous, vinyl chloride, uh, just pouring into the ground and water and air, allegedly. Uh, lots to talk about with this story. Also, uh, this week will be a little choppy with my videos. Next week, the same, but I, I, my goal is to continue to provide uh, all the most important stories of the day here. I um, want to announce that this week I'll be doing a membership drive. Uh, you know, YouTube membership. Some people require them to chat. I would never do that, but I do want to try and hit some new goals with that. So you'll see in my videos this week, I'll have a daily goal of new members. It may actually tick up while I'm recording. I'll leave a link in the description and pin comment on how to join and support the channel as a member. I would greatly appreciate uh, having you join. I would never force you to, though, like some people. So what the heck is going on in Ohio? You see a lot of these videos coming out uh, and talking about this derailment. Um, you know, people saying the waters are safe, trust them in Ohio, ignore, you know, all these people talking about dead fish. Here's Savannah Hernandez sharing this video. I'm gonna show this real quick. At the area well and groundwater are safe. However, after this couple saw dead fish in this creek that you're looking at, they're deciding to not take any chances. Oh, uh, there was hundreds. Russell Murphy is referring to the fish now belly up in Leslie Run. He and his wife noticed them last night, barely 48 hours after the fiery derailment five miles away. This is huge, huge environmental effects. That's now one of many concerns the EPA now faces. The impact of the fish, yes, there was a, a impact of those. However, the levels as we have seen it are protective to groundwater. We are aware there are some wells along that for residential wells. Environmental cleanup crews were at and actually in that water today. Again, interesting stuff again no it doesn't seem like really anybody is covering this and it's actually you know the 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 cloud look at this from this picture okay uh not a single story on cnn's homepage, and that's not necessarily true there is an article on cnn which i want to point out but yes you would think that this would be getting massive coverage and it's barely a blip not a single mention on drudge journalists are getting arrested for investigating the Ohio train derailment and animals are dropping dead hundreds of miles away. I'm sorry, miles away. What the heck is going on in Ohio? Why is nobody talking about it? Um, and there's all sorts of, of weird like Chernobyl vibes that are happening. Um, you had Pete Booty Judge making zero mention of the Ohio train uh, derailment while speaking at a conference today. Okay, today, no mention of it. Here at Wall Street, Silver points out there is a 200-mile uh, radius report for this. So what you see here, uh, 
The cloud radius of the chemical burn in Ohio is huge, 200 miles. And obviously all the waterways that go right through there. No, there's no FEMA. There's no, I mean, it, it's so weird. People getting sick. I've seen, and again, a lot of stories. Okay. I'm going to show you some of the pictures because I think they're important, but people are saying their pets aren't surviving all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, you see this thread by woke societies. I just follow them because it was very helpful. They write, while the government is trying to uh, confuse everyone with these balloons and UFOs, Chernobyl is happening in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, in Ohio, since February 3rd. Dead animals, people getting sick, arrested journalists, MSM blackout. On February 3rd, a train owned by Norfolk Southern Freight derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, carrying toxic chemicals, carrying gallons of vinyl chloride, more on this later, spilled into the ground and water. It was later decided by authorities that they would just go ahead and burn these. Of course, first we need to dissect how it was derailed, who owns the freight line, and regulations surrounding the transport of these type of chemicals. Now, these type of chemicals, I think, are used to make PVC, which is a very common, uh, you know, it's like everything in this country, plastic, uh, polyvinyl. I think that's what PVC is. Um, so the Biden administration was quiet. Uh, was in a quiet war with the train unions last fall surrounding the nation's railways. There aren't enough workers. Pay is not going up. The lack of workers is causing current workers to work long existing hours, putting a safety on the back burner. Add this to the fact that in the last 10 years, the Class 1 carriers have dramatically increased both in length and tonnage of the average train while cutting back on maintenance and inspection, and we have a time bomb ticking like decades ago leading up to the Canadian disaster, that destroyed a whole town and took the lives of 47 people. The name of the rail workers used to call the name rail workers used to call the system running trains is called precision scheduled railroading. It increases profits for the owners with less inspections and regulations on what's being carried, putting everyone at risk. According to a more perfect U.S., they had cut 22% of the jobs since 2017. In a video above, the former rail worker says inspection per car took an average of three minutes, and since the cuts, the workers are pressured to inspect them in 90 seconds. Suffolk Northern Corporation is owned by Wall Street billionaires, and their fourth quarter earnings were huge. Quote, fourth quarter railway operating revenue was up, was, I'm sorry, was $3.2 billion, up 13%. So, let's, the money, obviously, people say follow the money. Let's see. Now, Documents show that when current transportation safety rules were first created, a federal agency sided with industry lobbyists and limited regulations governing the transport of hazardous, hazardous compounds. The decision effectively exempted many trains from hauling dangerous materials from the, quote, high hazard classification and its more string, stringent safety requirements. Amid the lobbying blitz against stronger transportation safety regulations, Norfolk Southern paid executives millions and spent billions on stock buybacks. Uh, by the way, follow Woke Societies on Twitter if you want more. Um, so this is kind of how we ended up here. Now, here's where things go. The majority of the chemicals were burned, but some of them were also buried. The sketchy part, the fixed railroad was built over top the buried spillage. Now, why would they do that so quickly? Air tests were given, but no groundwater tests. And this is a video here. What exact chemicals will spill, spill, do you ask? The major one was vinyl chloride. When you burn vinyl chloride, it turns into hydrochloric acid. 
formaldehyde and carbon dioxide that goes into the air and you could see this the the you could see the the cloud above from jetliners are taking pictures of it above the cloud line you see frank castiglione says the concern was hydrochloric acid generation as a byproduct of vinyl chloride breakdown in the atmosphere legitimate concern this wasn't the only chemical that spilled, though. The EPA was also not forthcoming with that in the public and later admitted more chemicals were spilled and got into the waterways and creeks. Another side effect from burning these chemicals causes what's known as di diotoxins, as described by Falconry Finance, can merge with fatty tissues and stain cell membranes forever. This is what's been floating around Ohio for weeks now. Just six days after this spill, officials told residents that it was safe to come back after tests of water and air were completed, but that was a lie, according to him, as I'm about to drop more evidence that has, that's done animals, property, and people living in this area. The EPA said the water was safe. Look what residents say. We talked about that. Does this water look safe? I hear you can see there's like rainbow. There's like a chemical on top of the water. It's very obvious to see. Now... Again, these are TikTok videos. Who knows if they didn't throw something in there, whatever. I don't know, okay? But there's lots of pictures. You see South, uh, Norfolk Southern poisoned our water. Demand your well be tested. You know, people are very concerned. There's lots of pictures of dead fish, stuff like that. Uh, dead wildlife everywhere. I took these photos four miles south of the derailment on 2723. From a single sampling point, I could see frogs and salamanders uh, passing away on the banks while photographing. I got a notification that evacuation had been lifted. Fumes are still heavily present. I'm probably going to go back and skip that picture, but allegedly people's pets are not surviving. Taylor Holzer and his family run Parker Dairy just outside the original evacuation zone. Holzer is registered with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources as a fox keeper. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard, just shut down, and he got sick. And went very fast. This fox. People are getting sick. I'm two hours away from the train derailment. And days after, everyone around here got sick. Upper respiratory stuff, sore throat, itchy, watery eyes. It could be allergies, but allergies in February is odd. Drinking water wells have the potential to be impacted by the incident. The contractors work for <laughs> Norfolk Southern Railway. I'm sure their workers will get to the bottom of it and be honest. Absolute craziness you can see this article on the post millennial from today ohio residents see dead fish chickens following toxic chemical spill from train derailment news reports have revealed that three additional chemicals were in the derailed norfolk southern train sil cagiano a hazardous material specialist told w key bay n that ethyl hexyl acrylate is an especially worrisome chemical being a carcinogen, in contact with that chemical can cause burning and irritation of the skin and eyes. Breathing it can irritate the nose and throat and cause shortness of breath and coughing. Isobutylene, which is known to cause dizziness and drowsiness when inhaled. Um, these are all these other chemicals now that, you know, just now they're telling people. Local residents are now concerned that the local water supplies become contaminated as dead fish pop up in hundreds of local streams. I mean, it's absolutely insane, um, the concern that people have here. You know, like, it's, 
It's just like, yeah, everything, everybody's, everything's fine. Move along. Hey, look at that. We just gained two members. Hey. So as we do videos today, you'll see that number go up. Hopefully we can get to a hundred today. We're trying to finish this week strong. Uh, it helps supports the channel. It helps level things out so I can cover more spicy topics like this, which will likely be uh, not happy. YouTube will not be happy with. Um, here's some here. A local woke kid said, quote, the chemicals are in the water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not. The water's been contaminated. The soil has been contaminated. The air has been contaminated. You literally are about to see some of the worst health side effects coming out of people in that town. It's not even funny. They claimed adding that FEMA and Red Cross never came to the town. That's what they said. I mean, there are a lot of people fueling uh, various theories about this, but then there's also obviously the photographic evidence and the video evidence that, you know, it, it's crazy how little people are covering it. And then you get CNN after a train derailment, Ohio residents are living the plot of a movie they helped make. Talking about the white noise movie, right? It's, it's, it's actually insane. Um, how bad this looks like it is and nobody's covering it. Shane Cashman, I am grateful that Eliza trusts me with her story. I am grateful for my readers. I am proud of my work. I am blessed with these opportunities. There has been no new information brought to light that would sway my belief in her, nor played a role in the removal of the series. Now, I saw this tweet going around, and uh, it was kind of spicy. I wasn't sure exactly what happened. Well, it turns out that Timcast News just deleted his entire story, 80,000 words, flying him out to uh, rural Illinois, um, paying for whatever, his travel, all this stuff. They just pulled it. And I think, you know, in good faith, that's probably the right decision. And I think I know why they did. But how they handled it, again, really rubbed people the wrong way. Here in their kind of retraction notice that they said, Due to the fact that gonzo journalism style of this series was misperceived by readers, so it's your fault, the series in its entirety has been removed, and we apologize for any inconvenience. Now, many people are telling me they think Shane Cashman's going to be like, go from Timcast. I don't know why you would do that. Um, you know, this is the article that he wanted to write. People can disagree with it, but it's the article he wanted to write. Um, I think that... What probably happened is this. We already know, due to you know video evidence of their last interactions on Timcast, that there had been some level of um, interest in doing a piece on this woman. He said he was going to anyway. That was long before any of the drama happened. So he was deployed to do this piece, and at that time, the drama kicked off. And I think he was trying to just do his puff piece, essentially, and then also try to uh, address some of the criticism. Look like at 42. We're ticking on up. Appreciate you. And it just did not work well together. His type of article is more like an interest piece, not probably best for getting to the bottom of somebody who's a proven liar on the internet. And so 
they end up basically panic deleting everything and the internet's really dunking on them. And I think for some good reason and some, well, you know, it's the, <laughs> it's the internet. See part three of the Tim Cast news article by Shane Cashman has been pulled. Tim Cast news even deleted the tweets and there's some other spicy stuff going on here because some people are talking about lawsuits and potential lawsuits that may be due to some of the things that were implied by Shane Cashman in the article against a uh, somebody on the internet named Defango. I don't know anything about this individual. I don't I don't mean that as a slight. I just don't know anything about them. We talked in the I asked them some questions in the DM the other day, seemed cordial. I don't know anything about his past. I'm just saying apparently he's the one that he was referring to as you know, the evil black SUV guy and stuff like that. Um, and it turns out, now it turns out that Shane Cashman and Defango ended up talking where Defa and Defango basically said the piece is done, no more news pieces. You see Crabman saying Timcast News deleted the tweet about Shadowbox or whatever. Um, it, it's, it's really odd. A lot of people talking about um, Defango having potential libelous lawsuit statements because there was this video where Shane Cashman referred to, I guess, essentially said, hey, Defango is the guy I'm talking about, even though in the article he doesn't say that. So he and he says some really bizarre things about about, uh, you know, Defango's past and claims he did all sorts of things like, you know, that he clearly didn't do. Do I know? Do I do I think he's going to sue him? Probably not. It's usually not worth it. Um, does he have a case? Probably. Uh, but here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about defamation and libelous statements. For the most part, you have to prove damages. You can be mad that somebody said something heinous about you on the internet, but if it doesn't actually have a financial impact, it gets really murky in terms of winning a lawsuit. You have to say it costs like emotional, emotional damage or like whatever the case is. And that's much more difficult. Um, you know, even the things that Eliza Blue said, where she basically accused people of being, you know, behaving, you know, doing terrible things to her, like in the, you know, not even a veiled accusation, an outright one. But if you can't prove that you lost sponsors or that you lost money or whatever, what do you, you're not going to win anything in a lawsuit. You're going to spend a ton of money chasing. And this is a, a common misconception of people online. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have FU money and just bury everyone in lawsuits, but you'll never win anything. Also, what money are you going to get out of Eliza Blue? Nothing. She lives at home. She's 40. She has no money, no job, no prospects, no car. What are you going to do? So uh, now Tim, obviously that's a little different. Tim Cast News has a lot of money. But you see um, the deletion is very, very interesting. You see legal mindset says called it defamation is a real danger here. Um, you know, it's interesting. That's why they deleted it. I'm, you know, it, it was this Call, calling Defango a, a stalker. Um, and obviously that was not true. But, in, you know, it's not a good look. You know, and it's a huge debacle. And you would think it looks like, I mean, Shane Cashman's credibility is shot, right? Unless he comes out, all Shane would have to do, I think, is to say something like what I said. Like, hey, I was really going out there just to do this, like, um, 
I don't know, human interest piece on this person and da 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 da. Suddenly all this drama kicked off and I tried to kind of morph into this, um, you know, uh, to address the criticism, address what was going on. Obviously that didn't work. Um, but it was also in the way that he went about it, outright accusing people of bad behavior that he had no evidence of, outright ignoring uh, the many holes in um, Eliza Blue's story, um, uh, you know, essentially saying people were mean to him on the internet, so he was going to ignore any evidence. It's been a wild story. It's now going into Valentine's Day. It's this story has been you know, had legs for two or three weeks now. And I'm really hoping that kind of, this is the end of it. Um, you can even see, you know, you can even see Eliza blue gained followers today, 17 new followers. So it seems like kind of the mass exodus of people, uh, unfollowing her has ended. She lost about 30,000 followers. Her credibility is completely shot. Um, look at that. Oh, she's even getting even more. Um, and I think ultimately, look, how can I in, you know, if I'm being as good faith as I possibly can, I know a lot of you hate this because I just want to hope that there's some shred of humanity in people. Let's say she just lied about it all for attention. Okay. Credibility. I don't want to hear about you talking about how you suffered or this and that you were a scene girl that partied too much and you know, whatever happened. Um, I still think she can do some good work. Shane Cashman never really lost any followers. I mean, he took a lot of heat on the internet, but it looks like from people that weren't following him in the first place, but they will probably follow him around for a very long time. You know, uh, Eliza getting absolutely buried in uh, community notes, but you know, I'm hoping that going forward, this woman can still do good work and help people whatever that is, and maybe, you know, uh, podcast hosts and things of that nature might just think twice before saying she's doing good work and all this kind of stuff. Um, you could see here, to prove that I am not a survivor, many made me a victim again. You can never say that I'm not a survivor, blah, 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 community notes. Eliza Blue consented to the creation of this video, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here... You didn't fight censorship. You fought to exploit me. Community notes. Consent cannot be withdrawn from a piece of content after the content was published. The video was published in 2016, and she stated she was proud of the video. Community notes. BTFO'd. Today, I've decided to change my story as a survivor. Oh, community notes. The recent events surrounding this do not meet the definition of image-based essay. All content was consensually recorded. Just, just, just BTFO, BTFO, nonstop. Here she retweeted somebody um, saying the lie narrative people are using to discredit her and myself has been a hate campaign. This is Annie Dunwald. Boom, community note, fact checked. Annie Dunwald and her organization, Eve's Angels Inc. was sued by her own parents for defamation. This is not a lie and the link shows the public court records. She was ordered to pay over $40,000 in restitution. So... I think what's really great about this is I think Tim's going to get a lot better. You know, he did. I hope that this week he can just get after it again. He did uh, make his chat members only, which, you know, people sim people really revolted against. Uh, but it didn't seem to affect his viewership, so I don't know. Um, 
I'm going to go a different approach and ask people to consider supporting the channel to help reduce the number of ad reads. That's, that's what it's for. Help support my channel to reduce the number of ad reads. There's a link in the description. You can find a various membership levels here. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I also want to point out, look, Brittany Venti is still locked out of our Twitter account, as far as I know. Um, and she that needs to get fixed still. So hashtag free Brittany Venti. Um, she is wrongfully locked out of our Twitter account. Also, Andy No even interjected with, it's wrong for a publication to throw a staff writer under the bus because their writing was unpopular or poorly received. If it had inaccurate parts, it should be corrected and updated. If it didn't meet editorial standards, that's on the editors before they click publish. Like, you know, this this is like, it's a masterclass in mishandling feedback. It's a complete tantrum. He's obviously referring to Timcast here. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been very bad. Shane, he might be a very nice guy, but I don't think he, he was cut out for this kind of deep dive investigative uh, journalism, especially when, you know, so much information is already out there and you toss the guy to the mob that already exists. But I absolutely wish... Uh, the best for everyone involved. Honestly, I hope everyone just stops lying and smearing people. I hope Tim gets back to business as usual. I hope Eliza just fades away and quietly helps all these people that she says she's been helping because certainly losing all these Twitter followers shouldn't stop that, according to her. Uh, so I appreciate this. Hopefully this is the end of it. And uh, hopefully there's no lawsuits and it's just everyone can move on. Interesting little soundbite came out uh, of the Joe Rogan experience the other day, and it's actually extraordinarily frustrating as a creator, but it also reveals uh, exactly what many of us have suspected about the double standards for creators, depending on their size. Only this time, it's kind of coming from someone that, you know, I'd generally be defending. And of course, it's not Joe Rogan's fault that um he's getting special treatment by youtube it's youtube's fault but you know i report on this because it affects all creators especially ones on the cusp right it's a little easier for me as a size of creator i am because i get sponsorship offers people are joining as a member right down there down below there's a link in the description i'm going to cover all the membership benefits later today in a video um and uh you know, it's a little easier, but it's for the creators that are on like the, you know, just on the cusp of being able to pay their bills, having a single video getting demonetized, especially if you work really hard on it and it's like a, a single video release per week or something like that, it can be soul crushing. Well, in this particular soundbite, um, he reveals that he gets special treatment and there's a rumor that he may be leaving Spotify. This from Callum posting, Joe Rogan reveals that after the Spotify deal, magically all of his YouTube videos were re-monetized by YouTube. It's extremely frustrating. And I'm going to, it's just a 45 second clip. I'm going to share that now. Let me tell you a story about when we got the Spotify deal. Yeah. Tell uh, us. We were always getting demonetized. We got demonetized. YouTube paid us a lot of money and I, look, I'm not an anti-YouTube person. <laughs> we were getting demonetized like 25% of our videos. That's not even that many. There are many creators that are demonetized at a much higher rate, especially if we're particularly covering, you know, health issues, 
or things going on in breaking news, especially let's hear talking about what's going on in Turkey or, you know, with uh, the poke here in this country and wide variety. So, I mean, 25% is not, not that high, but anyway. Um, but it's like, okay, I don't change. This is what I do, you know. And most of the money that I was making was actually off of advertisers on um, right. uh, iTunes, on Spotify. Right. So you were good. So we- right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm very fortunate. Like, I'm literally doing a membership drive right now. I'm very fortunate that I have a, a, an audience that will support me financially. I have ad reads that I can do, which I'm trying to do less of, which is why I'm doing memberships. But this affects everybody. And it's a disproportionate effect, especially to creators who are just trying to get off the ground. And also, I think that it's important to point out that it's my opinion and the opinion of many other content creators that once a video is hit with like that yellow mark of sadness, that's it. Your video's reach will no longer be what it could have been. So not only are you making no money from it, but you're also not reaching anybody. So there are a lot of videos that I put out People say, why do you dance around the words? What do you say? Yeah, of course the money matters. But like I said, I survive mostly on people buying my delicious coffee brand coffee or my members or whatever. The YouTube ad revenue for me is less and less of a part of how I survive. This is, uh, you know, concerning to me. We go over to Spotify. And then magically, all our demonetization stops. Oh, really? Because oh, they wanted to get all the They wanted the to get the money while we, yeah. before we left. So oh, that's it, fascinating. Right, Jamie? Did we have... That's enraging. It's not fascinating. It's enraging. Now, again, I'm not mad at Joe Rogan, but this is unfair. Just because he has a big audience doesn't mean he should have to live by his own set of monetization rules. Have any of them that were demonetized after the Spotify that might have been like one? That is fascinating. Maybe one if we had Alex Jones Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that. They're like... So... In this revelation here, again, he talks about, you know, living by his his own set of terms of service. Now, there's a lot of people that often confuse, uh, for example, you have like The Tonight Show or, um, you know, these big corporate media giants that seem to still have ads on their videos when they're talking about the type of stuff that none of us could actually talk about, that if we talked about it, we would be yeetus deletus off the platform. Um, but they also have their own ad networks so that I guess from what I understand, they kind of run their own ads. If it's a video that, you know, YouTube says is not okay. CBS, NBC, ABC, they have their own ad group that people are buying ads from them so they can run whatever ads that they want that, you know, runs outside of the YouTube kind of terms of service rules. Um, or, you know, obviously the standalone ad reads like I did in this video for Sheath, they're very important. They're kind of the most important thing to somebody who covers like breaking news and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan basically admits, Hey, you know, YouTube just said, eh, whatever you talk about, totally good. Very frustrating as a creator. This on top. And again, not Joe's fault. Um, I'm not sure he even understood what he was saying there. I mean, I think he did, but he probably didn't understand how that feels as a creator who I have like to have 200 different words for every single thing. And this guy can talk about everything in the plainest terms to make it his videos easy to understand and not worry about having to have his limit or his reach limited or his finances affected negatively. It sucks. 
This on top of a new report today, Spotify now denying a report, though, that Joe Rogan could bolt streaming giant this year. Spotify is denying a new report that Joe Rogan could leave the streaming giant this year after his contract expires. Rogan's future has become a topic of intense speculation, particularly in the light of his fact of his relationship with Spotify management has, quote, frayed, according to the news site. Well, if you remember when he first came over to Spotify, there was, what, about two, three dozen episodes that Spotify said you can't bring over. Joe Rogan said you backed up the Brinks truck to me for $200 million. What? Free speech, what? And I don't even necessarily blame him for that. Get, you know, secure your bag and then bring these people back on, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, But then... Um, there were more and more videos that were kind of getting deleted here and there, more videos, you know, disappearing. And maybe that's kind of gotten on his nerves a little bit. We don't know behind the scenes, you know, what kind of rules and regulations he's having, what hoops he's having to jump through. Certainly Spotify CEO, Daniel Eck and him have some sort of good relationship or, you know, that I would expect, you know, he seems to speak highly of him. Um, now the news site claimed that over the weekend, Rogan could bolt Spotify and take his estimated 11 million listeners with him as a star podcast. Podcasters contract, the Sweden-based audio platform, ran out, is due to run out later this year. When reached by the Post, a spokesperson for the Spotify disputed the reporting, insisting that Rogan's contract does not expire this year. A Semaphore spokesperson said the Post said that the news site updated its original story with a link to the New York Times article, from last year, which claimed the contract ran, contract ran for three and a half years with a possibility of more. In late 2020, Rogan, the stand-up comedian MMA announcer, whose podcast is experience, blah, 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 got his $200 million deal. I don't know where on earth he would go. I mean, the, a lot of people like to kid and talk about Rumble. Um, I don't think Rumble has this kind of money. 200 million guaranteed. And, you know, I don't know if his entire audience would just, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, maybe they find it, they fund it, um, they figure out how to make it, you know, make it happen. And they tell Joe Rogan he can talk about whatever he wants to talk about and he can have on whatever kind of guests he wants to have. Even if he could come close, they did make an offer of 200 million and they spaced it out and they did make kind of a specific offer. Um, I'm not sure that he would go to Rumble. You know, Spotify already has like kind of the audio stuff baked in. But I can tell you as somebody who used to watch Rogan clips all the time on YouTube, I never watch them anymore. The only place I see and and consume Joe Rogan clips is on Twitter, which is where I saw this video. Um, And that's not like I'm mad at Joe Rogan. I just don't use Spotify. I'm not a Spotify user. You know, my experience with Spotify is that, you know, it's kind of woke trash, although they've kind of stood by Joe in, in various, you know, um, situations. So it's interesting. Uh, last year, Rogan's frustration with the public demand to curb what he can say on the podcast boiled over, prompting him to threat to quit the streaming giant. Quote, I will quit if it gets to a point where I can't do this anymore, where I have to do it in some sort of weird way, where I have to walk on eggshells. Yeah, welcome to my world, Joe. And find my mind, my P's and Q's F that Rogan said during a March 22nd episode. Well, I mean, you put $200 million in the bank. That's more money than anyone could ever dream of. Not to mention the checks you get from the MMA and all your stand up and stuff like that. The guy's fine. And, and I'm happy for him. Secure that bag, make that money. Not upset about that whatsoever. 
But it's interesting to me, you know, here, here's another report. Say Joe Rogan's contract is about to expire with Spotify. If it is, that doesn't necessarily mean that he would leave. Like just because he, uh, his contract expired doesn't mean he wouldn't renew it. I mean, what if they toss another 200 milli his way or 300 milli or 100 milli? These are all numbers that none of us, I couldn't even, I can't even fathom $1 million. To have a 200 million is like, if somebody told me, Jeremy, we're going to give you a million dollars a year to do what? I don't know how many shows a week he does, a couple shows a week. Like, are you kidding me? The, the difference between that and 200 million is like, I don't even, you know, like, I don't even understand it. So, I don't know why he would leave. Uh, you know, he's gotten a lot of controversy and stuff of that nature, but that's what hel actually helps him grow. The YouTube clips used to really help him grow, but I hardly ever see them on YouTube. Maybe it's just my algorithm now, um, but it's, it's possible. Could YouTube make a play? Sure, perhaps, but YouTube is not an audio platform. For example, I still use Podbean to publish my the quartering daily show, which is like all my episodes combined the next morning. For community notes, we use Podbean to push it out to Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, wherever. YouTube is not really an audio platform, so he'd still be present on Spotify. It's just suddenly his videos would be available on YouTube again. And I assume that's a pretty big revenue driver for him. Um, obviously not the 200 million, but I bet you he makes five to 10 million a year in, on, in ad revenue off YouTube, easy. So it's not nothing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. I'm not exactly happy to hear that YouTube is making exceptions in this manner, but I suppose we all kind of knew it. Yesterday was the Super Bowl, or if you're uh, uh, a fan of what what we do in the shadows, it's a Super Bowl. And... Um, you know, I think the superb owl is a much better uh, way to spend your time. But I won't shame people for wanting to watch, you know, the sports ball event and whatever. I mean, I still watch sports. Um, but the Super Bowl is something like, for me, I just, you know, I didn't want to watch it. I watched a terrible movie and said, oh, God, I had such a good trailer. Um, it was like about like a YouTuber found footage thing. And it just stunk. And I don't know. It had like a 90% audience and a 90% critic rating. How did that happen? Anyway, I watched a bad movie, but at least I wasn't indoctrinated by anything. That said, uh, the halftime show featured, uh, you know, there were a lot of ads. Many of them, of course, very woke. And then the halftime show featured uh, Rihanna. I nothing her music. It's not my type of music. I mean, it'd be it'd just be disingenuous to deny that she's extraordinarily sex successful. It would be, of course, extraordinarily disingenuous to deny that she's extraordinarily successful. Um, she's like a billionaire, and she has a clothing line. Her music sells very good, obviously. Um, but she also performed at the Super Bowl halftime show and of course everyone said it was stunning and brave because she did it while pregnant for me uh it's just like in football you don't get extra credit for playing when you're hurt uh if you're out there you perform okay that's the fact uh but yes okay stunning and brave i don't really care about any of that uh, what i care about is the super bowl is supposed to be a like you know a family friendly affair and certainly over the years there's been ads that kind of 
ruffle the feathers of, of, of families, especially remember like the GoDaddy ads back in the day. But that's neither here nor there. The end of her performance, I even tweeted about it because it's just gross. It's just, oh, I'm going to do something that's going to get all the conservatives riled up uh, because my performance sucked. Quite frankly, her performance was not very good. Um, but look, she's pregnant, whatever. Okay. I don't care. Um, but, uh, Rihanna pulled, pulled the focus at Super Bowl 2023 with her highly anticipated halftime performance, by the way, where she lip synced most of it, but that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that too. Uh, AOC melting down too. It's great. Some viewers were distracted by one part of the show. Many seem to miss. It appeared that during her first time on stage in seven years, the lift me up singer grabbed her junk and then smelled her hand. She absolutely did do this. Uh, it was very obvious. She did it, smelled it, looked at the camera and smiled. And so many people were in my menchies on Twitter being like, oh, you're clutching your pearls. What about when Michael Jackson did it? Look, I'm not, you know, it's a little different. Did he reach down and like grab a handful of it and smell it and then look at the camera? That's gross. That's just not, that's like what you would see in a prawn video, right? You don't see that in, on, you know, primetime television. All right. We're miles away from what the Janet Jackson uh, slip that happened. This is just vulgar and gross. Um, was I offended by it? Nope. Wasn't watching but doesn't mean I don't cover it because it's just gross. Um, the people defending it, you know, th there's a lot to be said about, you know, all these Hollywood people wearing this shade of red. Now, granted, red is like the color of her brand, her Fenty brand or whatever. But, you know, everyone at the Grammys really trying to embrace this like demonic uh, coloring, blood red, all this stuff. It's not really that interesting to me. Artists and people in Hollywood have done this for years. Okay. I'm not doing the satanic panic thing again. Um, however, what I will say is these people tell you who they are and if their performance can't stand on its own, they do this kind of stuff to generate hate clicks. Like, Oh my God, little Nas X, who is not really, you know, a, a, he's an irrelevant musician the only reason anyone cared about him is because he was black and an lgbtq member and he did these like shock performances okay the guy's music is extraordinarily forgetful his biggest hit was someone else's song okay so again rihanna it's a little different you can't exactly say her music catalog isn't popular because it is but it's just gross um you see so is it me or did rihanna just grab her junk and smell and taste it when social media watchdog question, way to stay classy. Did Rihanna just scratch her junk and smell her fingers? Yes, she absolutely did. Um, it's sick. Um, gross. Low energy and disgusting. Why Why did she grab herself and smell it? Horrible for our kids. Look, I mean, hey, as a parent, you got to know this stuff's coming up. It's the Super Bowl. The commercials are going to push whatever woke far leftist politics that they want. The halftime show is always going to have something like this. Remember when um, uh, Prince, was it Prince? His guitar looked like a, a dong or whatever it was. There's, there's always something that these musicians do to generate outrage and sell their records. It's such a, it's such an obvious ruse that it's like, 
You know, another ad, apparently I'm the only person on Twitter who thinks Rihanna's halftime show is terrible. Why is she grabbing herself uh, in a show kids are watching? Why are her backup dancers dressed like hazmat coof freaks? And what did the gross brain or that did those gross brain swab tests? Probably just me, but Rihanna's halftime show is crude and lackluster. I don't think rubbing yourself and sniffing your fingers amid a sea of pelvic thrusts, hers and hers, uh, you know, is art, much less entertainment. Of course, this is why she did it, right? This is why um, the entire purpose of these like Super Bowl, that's why you just don't watch it. You know, you just don't watch it. It's like on The Simpsons, you know, just don't look. Just don't look like with the with all the things that were coming to life and terrorizing the town. It's just, you know, I feel it's so funny because you have this FOMO thing, right? I even tweeted this out yesterday talking about like, hey, if you want to have a party today, you can still make a bunch of snacks. You can have a bunch of beers. You can make themed drinks and food and feast and rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Or how about rewatching Harry Potter? Or how about watching, you know, there's a Ghostbusters. Uh, how about watching Tombstone? How about watching, uh, you know, binge watching, uh, rewatching Squid Games with like, you know, themed food? You don't have to watch the Super Bowl, okay? Like, I get it if you're a uh, Chiefs fan or you're an Eagles fan or whatever. In that case, you want to watch it. But outside of that, it, it's just like. It's 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 sick, and then you have like AOC absolutely melting down. Uh, and but oh, by the way, also I'm pretty sure uh, she was lip syncing, which is not uncommon uh, for these performances. You, AOC though had a melty tears into Christian Super Bowl commercials. Squad member says that Jesus wouldn't spend millions of dollars on ads to make fascism look benign. What? What? Like, she is literally just an e-girl. She doesn't have really any original thoughts in her head. She's just playing to her atheist base and all these leftists who are, like, smarter. They know it all, and they just know that God isn't real. And, you know, there's nothing, in my opinion, in my experience, uh, in interacting with atheists in my life, that's inherently annoying about them, except for the leftist ones that are like self-righteous about it. Like if you're an atheist, you're agnostic. I literally don't care. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, you know, the weather or airplanes or whatever you're into. But like the fact that, you know, she's triggered by it, it to me is pretty hilarious. And her, and her tweet, of course, like see, something tells me Jesus wouldn't spend. I mean, what, why? What's the point of this to get, to get those delicious likes you know, and then, you know, a lot of people say, is this you? Uh, Satan appears to be more your flavor. Um, Senator Jesus was a great American who literally wrote the Bible. Delete this. Something tells me you have no idea what the word fascism actually means. Now do Pfizer spending millions of dollars on celebrities, media, and corrupt doctors and politicians to poison people. And this is a someone else's tweet, not mine. Um, which ad is triggering you so I know to buy the product? I'm just absolutely getting destroyed in the comments because it's like, maybe just calm down. Look, if, if, if she's no better than people who are like, oh, Rihanna's gross. Okay. But I think that like, there's a, there's a, there's a line, 
right? This is not, this is a program that is not on at nine o'clock at night. It's at five o'clock in the afternoon where I live. Families watch it with their kids. And like, yeah, I get like I, I the provocative stuff. I'm not like put off by that because it's like everywhere. These kids watch, you know, Nicki Minaj music videos, which are far worse. Okay. But like the, like, it's just vulgar and gross. And the fact like we can't agree on that, like, let me put it this way. If a straight man had done that, right? Like, smelled her finger or something like that. I, I don't know. Would people have been okay with it? Of course not. If a man was like, you know, doing some sort of vulgar, vulgar uh, action and then, you know, it, it's just, I don't, there's this double standard where people are so desperate to appear woke and enlightened that we can't even agree on basic things. Like, some kid who's 10 or 12 years old is watching that and knows what's going on there. And they're like, what is that about? It's not like some innocuous thing. All right. It's gross. And like, uh, you know, obviously AOC melting down. This is why <laughs> stop pretending you know anything about Jesus. This is all this is, is to get uh, Christians angry at her. And it's so pointless and dumb. Like, go do your own thing. And then. Oh, no, Elon Musk is sitting next to Rupert Murdoch. Maybe those are the seats they bought. That doesn't mean they came together on a date. That's why she's such a, a dummy. Like, there's no dumber person in politics than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and she proves it every day. I just wanted to kind of address, I, I mentioned a couple times today, this is why it's like later in the day, um, you know, why the membership push and where that's coming from and also address uh, a major shift in the space. You know, I think uh, Tim is, is a leader in this space. He sets the trends. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, really popularized the whole reading articles and reacting to stuff. And he's really pushed forward the, the live streaming show and all that is 100% met with respect and, uh, and, um, uh, what's the word like sincerity. But, um, I noticed on Friday, there was a big influx of people. I happened to be streaming a little bit later because I had to do two different sponsored streams, um, before I left on vacation. And, uh, a lot of people came flooding in and they were really angry. And I was, I couldn't, I was like, okay, what's going on? And I guess, um, this happened on Friday. I want to get your, t I actually want to get your uh, take on it because I actually understand, I think, where Tim is coming from here. But um, I'm curious what your take is in the comment section down below because this is an interesting thing. Members only chat from subscribers only. And we did it for one reason. I don't want to shut anybody out from the conversation. But what we found was, well, we had a lot of people emailing asking to make it a members only chat because, or, or increase slow mode or something because nobody could talk. So the chat was... This is in response, essentially, to, and again, I agree with Tim. His chat is essentially unreadable. Um, I think that's probably true of anybody who has huge, um, you know, huge viewership. When you have 40,000 people watching, it's hard to read the chat. I think the biggest stream I've ever had might have been like 10 or 12,000. It was pretty hard to read the, the chat there, even with slow mode on. But this is also obviously a response to... Um, 
you know, a bunch of people essentially going into his chat and roasting him over the Eliza Blue stuff, which basically after today seems to be done. Um, there may be some pending lawsuits I'm hearing of, not related, that's not related to me, but to, to a particular article. Um, and so as a creator, you're like, well, how do I, how do I, how do I deal with this? People can't even use my chat. I want people to, to use my chat. Um, you know, I definitely, when I live stream, you know, a lot of people come to my live streams and they're like, dude, this is boring. Um, you know, all you do is sit here and like read the chat. That's kind of what I do. I like to stay in touch with my viewers. And so when I live stream, it's just different. There are times that I'm like reading articles and kind of going through what you might see in a, in a typical quartering video. But a lot of my stream is just interacting with the chat. That's important to me. And if I could never do it, uh, I'd be much less, you know, there'd be much less of an incentive to live stream. Um, but a lot of people were really angry about not being able to, to join the chat there and have their voices heard. And so he essentially gated out. You had to pay $5 a month to chat in his chat. In our space, this is definitely people react to this definitely a lot stronger. If you go to some of the more popular like left-leaning channels like or gaming channels even, Dr. Disrespect is a gaming channel or um, H3 podcast and uh, left-leaning stuff, they use members only all the time. It's a great way to incentivize people to actually join as a member because as revenue, you know, this year's revenue has been really brutal. Uh, people have staff to pay, stuff like that. And also like, hey, if somebody's paying you $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever, like they should be able to chat too. You should at least be able to see their chats. So I understand where he's coming from, but I don't agree with shutting down chat to members only. It's And it, I think it's just because it's unique to our space, kind of the free speech space. If you're a gaming channel or whatever, um, you know, I don't think the optics of it are that bad. Uh, but when you're like a news channel or you're, you're a, kind of a free speech kind of person, the optics are a little different. So in a way, it's kind of unique to our space. But I've thought about this kind of stuff for a long time because, you know, memberships. So, for example, I have three different ways people support me, either on Subscribestar, on Locals or here on YouTube. And I have done a poor job providing additional members only content to them. This is something I'm going to change today uh, in order to try and incentivize people to do that. But I'm not going to gate anybody out. I think that's a better way to do it. You've got to just create additional content. For me, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, boy, sure would be nice to do fewer sponsored streams and do fewer ad reads and stuff like that. So if you give people a reason, I think the way I'd go about it is I give, tell my viewers, like I'm telling you, like if you want fewer ad reads on the channel, you want fewer sponsored live streams, just regular live streams. And if you're, if you want like a, one video a week of like members only like a vlog, um, I'd rather add value than restrict it. But, um, but, but I get it. Basically someone would say an idea and not interact with anybody else. So there was no actual interaction happening. And I had someone advise me that the point of, of what we do with these shows that make it makes it work as a con it's a conversation with Members only chat. Yeah, it's five bucks a month. So apology, apologies to those who can't do it. But there's no slow mode anymore, meaning you can just now talk. The chat stabilizes. And by the way, you can see all these people joining as a member. 
So genius, you know, of course. And, um, you know, I guess I think he's stuck between a rock and a hard place here. I, I hear you typing in the comments, so I'm curious what you'll what you'll say. And it also gives you the ability to do some kind of member super chat. So it that's also a big advantage. So, by the way, if you're a lot of people don't know this, but if you're a member on a channel during a live stream, you essentially get a free you get a free super chat, essentially. It pops up just like a super chat would, and it's included with your membership. So that's that's kind of a big benefit, especially for people that like to super chat, you know? It keeps out spam, spam bots and things like that. It makes having an actual conversation easier. And I think it's it, we'll, we'll give it a shot, see if it works. And then I have a, a big announcement, my friends. Um, now, in a genius move, I'm not being passive aggressive here. It was a genius move because he had built up that he was going to consider retiring. He was going to make a big announcement. And he got immense support from his viewers. Now, he didn't bother giving doing custom emotes. I did custom emotes at least. But so when you're a member, you can get custom emotes, you get custom badges, you get priority in in chat cuz you can see it easier, things of that nature, but his chat was very mad about it. And I'm not sure, I don't know what the alternative here is. Um but you look at some of the comments like from the mob, the free, the plebs, you know, but like, I, I get, I kind of, I kind of get where he came from, but people were really pissed. Um, and I don't think I'd ever want to block chat, but at some point I think you almost have to now, maybe you could lower the price or whatever the case may be, but he definitely annoyed a lot of viewers with this. But I watched the show, and he had basically the same. I don't know. I assume Friday nights are a little bit lower than normal, but he still had his normal 40,000 people there. It's not like people tuned out. So do you think the people that were complaining still watched? Do you think that this is like a slower burn long term? And what do you think of creators uh, who who push the membership stuff? Uh, I want to I talk about kind of what I'm doing with it and and how I'm going to approach it versus um, maybe how he approached it. I don't want to gate. I will not gate any of my content, okay? So my daily videos, my live streams, my chat, I'm not gating any of that. Maybe live stream replays or something I'll make members only. I don't know if that even matters because I don't live stream that often. Um, but what happens when you join as a member on a channel is you know, I'll leave a link in the description. You can if you want to. I mean, I would appreciate it. But also, I understand people support me in three different areas, so I'm going to tell you what I'm giving, and all everyone will get it in all three platforms. You know, you get like a you get all these custom emotes. I've got a bunch of new ones I'm uploading today. You get these loyalty badges, depending on how many months you've been subscribed. Uh, you get that kind of that free super chat, um, and then they talk about down here exclusive members only videos. Well, I don't think I want to gate any of my existing videos. That's not how I want to do it. Um, I think that people that put a ton of production and editing and all that stuff, they could do that. Um, it doesn't fit with someone who tries to cover the news. So what I'm going to do is start with at least bi-weekly. And as we get more members, go to weekly. Um, just vlogs there. Um, you know, Just more casual, behind the scenes, maybe talking about the business. 
talking about that kind of stuff. Um, dog videos, <laughs> cooking videos. People, people always like re request like this kind of behind the scenes content. And I think that is a better way to go about it. And I'm going to see, cause I'll know, you see, I have this daily membership goal. We're at 80 out of a hundred today. We'll see if a bunch of people join as a member. If that's what you want to see, you want me to work hard and get, um, you know, some extra behind the scenes content, which I'll post to locals. I'll post a subscribe star and I'll post a YouTube membership. So wherever you are, you'll get it. Um, but the ultimate goal for me is a lot of people don't know this about me, but it's not just me doing this, right? I have Ben, my thumbnail guy. I have Al and Steven, who are my two video editors. I've got Maggie who handles all my ad buys and ad and stuff like that. Obviously myself. So it's a big team. And I really hate doing like sponsored live streams and, 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 you know, there are ads that I like doing, for example, when I talk about like meta PCs, the quartering, or when I talk about my coffee brand coffee, these are things that fit right in and it don't rub people the wrong way. But when you're trying to kind of cover all your expenses and all that stuff, you know, maybe you take ads for something that you don't love or it's not, it doesn't fit. My hope is that I can get enough people to join as a member. I think if I get to, you know, depending, it'd probably be like three or 4,000, which is totally doable. I mean, I think if people actually want to do this, we could get 500 today alone. Um, to where I don't have to do anywhere near as many of these ad reads. And I think that will increase the overall uh, quality of the channel, it will help solidify uh, uh, or help stabilize, you know, good months, bad months, stuff like that. And it's not gating any of my content. So I'm gonna do like a little vlog today and I'll upload it up to, to members only. Um, and we'll see if people like that. But what I'm really curious about is what you think, what's the kind of stuff that would make you toss five bucks in the jar? Um, and maybe if there's some commonality in the comments, it's something I can do maybe with time constraints. I'm only one man, you know, um, the size of two, but, uh, only one. So maybe it won't be feasible and, and that's okay. And maybe I just still do the ad reads and stuff like that. Ad reads are never going to go away, but I certainly would like to do fewer of them. Um, and this seems like the best way to do it. Unreal. Uh, as as more information pours in, I thought I would do a follow up on my initial uh, train derailment story. As now two more trains have derailed, uh, at least one of them uh, possibly having some uh, chemicals on it. I don't know where our transportation, uh, you know, our, our transportation guy is right now, but uh, this is odd, at the very minimum. Um, very suspicious. Let's take a look at all these updates. I do want to caution too that, you know, there is a high, um, there is a lot of incentive to kind of, you know, Photoshop videos or uh, I'm sorry, images and all this kind of stuff for viral purposes on, on Twitter and TikTok and these natures. So we, we can only take these photos at face value. Um, I suspect some of them are, are fake, but there's enough smoke here where it's very curious. As I mentioned, two more trains, uh, uh, derailed today. First, we're going to talk about this one. And at least one person didn't survive in Texas after a train derailment in Montgomery County, 
Authorities are asking people to avoid the area due to possible hazmat situation. What is happening on our railways? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, ultimately, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that this is obviously have this many in a day. Sometimes you get this like, um, you know, uh, you're like a prisoner of the recent history. Maybe there's been some. Uh, there's always been a bunch. And now it feels like we're all paying attention. But this feels a little bit different. By the way, we hit our member goal for today. But I did upload a uh, members only video on uh, here um, on here and locals and subscribe star. If you want to check it out, it's uh, how much money does the quartering make? So thought I'd make it kind of spicy, incentivize people to check it out. Energy crews respond to train derailment in Splendora area. Uh, it happened around 7.30 a.m. Splendora PD said the train was heading south when a big rig crossed the tracks was hit the 18 wheeler was dragged half a mile down the tracks and this happens they try to you know make it before the gate goes down i don't know if there were gates at this particular intersection there aren't always gates as far as i know um of course it was heading south police said there were no guard arms oh there you go or lights at this crossing where it took place well, why would the heck would that be but the driver of the truck should have had a clear line of sight to see the train coming uh, views from 11 Air show several cars off the tracks. The Splendor PD said about 15 cars derailed. Number two today. I'm sorry, that was number two. This is the third. So we had the other one back in Ohio, but this one, not a third derailment. This one happened in Anaree, South Carolina. No confirmation yet uh, of any potential Hazardous materials. All we know is something seriously wrong with our train system. Where is Pete Booty Judge? Where is the media coverage? Well, look, to be fair, I live around a lot of train tracks. Uh, and trains have derailed several times in my life here. It's crazy how loud it is, even when you're not that close. Um, even local news didn't cover that. So I, I don't know. This one here, again, uh, just... Looks like a smaller derailment. Looks like maybe the last couple of cars, I think, here. We're working to learn more about a train derailment in Spartanburg County. Details are limited right now, but first responders tell us some of the train cars came off the tracks. This is near Highway 221 in the Ennery area. We know that CSX officials are on scene. So it looks like it's off the track, but it's not, not a complete, like, collapse. So... These two, thankfully, I mean, this one person did not survive the first one. We also don't know if there's any kind of material spill, but that one seems more like, you know, nothing, none of the cargo was, uh, was lost. The same person, DC Drano, also tweeted, they only evacuated people in a one-mile radius of the Ohio train crash. Um, allegedly, now again, I don't, he's, you know, the toxic acid rain cloud has a 200-mile radius that we know of. Now, we already know about, you know, animals and stuff like that. You see 200-mile radius report for East uh, Palestine Village, Ohio. I don't, I, I don't understand, um, you know, now this 200-mile radius is including people's areas. You know, the toxicity of these are causing animals and stuff like, you know, to not survive hundreds of miles away. EPA, it's safe. I mean, that's a big zone and then also this picture 
floating around. There was a picture floating around here. Again, there's no way to determine. It's not like there's a picture of today's newspaper on it, although it would be helpful if there were. You know, you have these kind of obvious images of, uh, look at the, just the sky too. Wow, what a, you know, nothing to see here. Um, this, these are pictures of what appear to be acid rain damage on a car. But again, you don't really know when those were taken. They could be Google Photos. I don't know. But they, they tweet, acid rain eating through cars 70 plus miles away from catastrophic derailment, spewing bur burning vinyl chloride into the atmosphere. Residents of Palestine, Ohio, evacuated. Wildlife not surviving. Uh, over 100 mile radius. Simple term. Simple sample teams dispatched. You know, it's interesting. It's certainly an ecological disastrous mess. And then this, thanks to Raw's news or Raw's news alerts, Raw's alerts, uh, breaking according to them, vinyl chloride, a deadly chemical, has contaminated the Ohio River. This serves more than 10% of the United States population, has reportedly become contaminated due to the chemicals from the East Palestine train derailment. The river supplies public drinking water to over 5 million people, in addition to industries all the way to West Virginia, affecting over 30 million people who live in the basin. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I am currently in Negley, Ohio. I'm at the corner of By Road in US 170 North. This is the bridge that goes over top of Leslie Run. This is their filter barrier that they have currently. But I think it's important for people to see the dead fish. Um, I'm gonna walk under the bridge here. So, you know, we saw some of that. You see closer to 15 states, if you look at the Ohio River. Now, what are the levels? I don't know. You know, what are the levels of, uh, you know, what, what I want to do is, first of all, at this point, I'll promise you that I will stay on top of this. So if you haven't yet, please do subscribe, turn notifications on. It's difficult because, you know, again, a lot of this is happening uh, with citizen journalism. In fact, um, some people are reporting that there were arrests made from people trying to cover this. You see a lot of people on Twitter asking questions. Look, whatever happened in, in Texas uh, or where just a single car came off, and eh, that's hard to get alarmed about. The other one obviously looked a lot more, but with a semi crossing the tracks, that actually happens more than you think. Um, not, you know, some people might say, hey, well, why were they there? What were they doing? Were they doing it on purpose? We don't have any information to, to indicate one way or the other whether that was. But this other one now, it's like the cover, the, the potential cover-up is worse than the crime. You see here, uh, has Joe Biden or the White House even acknowledged everything going on in East Palestine, Ohio? Benny Johnson writes there have been train derailments in East Palestine, Splendora, Texas, Ennery, South Carolina. Um, you know, the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has not even acknowledged as far as anyone knows what's going on. Um, here's the thing is like the less people talk about it, the more people speculate. This is one of the things you see, um, here, Phoenix ammunition rights. I'm three hours, 45 minutes from where the derailment occurred. The coverage is terrible and I don't know what to trust. So I'm considering making the drive myself to see it. 
I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I get it. I, 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 it's so hard to tell, you know, these other derailments, it's tough to say that they were interested or that they were related, but, uh, you see sticks, hex hammer seeing soap, seeing copagandists pretending that the Ohio train thing was reported wideland when it first happened. And there's no, no, uh, any potential cover up involved. These people are more gaslit than, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, look at this picture from an air, a commercial jet. You can see it in the, you know, breaking the cloud cover. Um, you know, the, the rain thing is obviously very concerning. The fact that, you know, people continue to not cover where's FEMA. Um, you see four hours ago, Pete booty judge has finally emerged today. Not a single comment about the train in Ohio. Instead, he bemoaned the whiteness of the construction industry. It's a miracle. This country is able to fund function at all under this regime. I mean, with everything going on this week with the balloons and all this kind of stuff, it's, it's just, and it's only February. I mean, here you have actual local people saying stuff. We now know three more chemicals that were on board the Norfolk Southern train that derailed here in East Palestine just over a week ago. And we're being told that some of those chemicals are dangerous. We basically nuked a town with chemicals. So we Sal, hazardous material expert. You get a railroad open. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether acrylate and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Cagiano says acrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen and contact with it can cause burning and irritation. In the Why is nobody talking about this? Five hours ago, Ty's Tough Talk writes, uh, update, the issue in Ohio is right on the Ohio River, the third largest river by discharge volume in the United States. It flows directly into the Mississippi River. A catastrophic confluence of factors here. Thousands of farms may be affected. People, you know, talking about their drinking water. Um, this is nuts. And it's just, where's the information? Why is there no coverage on this? Why am I having to cover, rely on Twitter? Make sure you leave a like on this video. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe down below. I will keep covering this. Turn your notifications on and we'll talk to you again real soon.